Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello, and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. This is Brian Harden, Director of Governmental and Agricultural Programs with the Alabama Farmers Federation. We are excited to have today with us the new director of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System, Dr. Mike Phillips. And uh, Mike, let's just jump right into it. Mike, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up and whatever else you'd like to share about yourself? Okay, thanks, Brian. It's certainly an opportunity for me to be here this morning, a great opportunity, and I really look forward to the visit. I grew up in Al- or in, uh, in the state of Arkansas, in central Arkansas, in the foothills of the Washita Mountains, uh, basically between Benton and uh, Hot Springs for those folks that geographically know the state. I grew up on a small farm. Uh, we were cow-calf, uh, wheat-soybean rotation. My mom and dad both typically had two jobs uh, quite frequently in my growing up years. In my youth, I was exposed to a, just a, a plethora of opportunities from the standpoint of raising rabbits to, to bees to gardening, all sorts of opportunities. And I've always had a passion for agriculture. I don't guess I really understood that growing up because I was around it every day. But uh, I grew up in the state of Arkansas, loved agriculture, and that's still my passion today. So, Mike, take us a little bit further. I, I know most recently before you came to Alabama about three years ago, uh, you were at Mississippi State. And, and talk a little bit about, more about your role there, um, what kind of led you to your your leadership position within Extension at, at, at Auburn and, and then today with, with Auburn and Alabama A&M together under a cooperative Extension system. Okay, so I grew up uh, professionally in every one of my positions with an extension component. My first job in Arkansas was a a 50-50 split. It was a research extension split working in forages and livestock. But my my most recent position, though, prior to coming to the Alabama Cooperative Extension System was the department head role at Mississippi State. I was there for seven years. uh, Department uh, by title was the uh, Plant and Soil Sciences Department, where we had 52 faculty. Many of those were on campus, but with about 20 of those faculty that were off campus. So they did a lot of work in the horticulture, row crop, weed science, uh, soil science areas of of their work, and I provided the leadership to all of that in the state there for uh, seven years. And then, Mike, so most recently, and this is where people in Alabama would be uh, more familiar with you as you as you joined us in the state, but you served most recently three years as the associate director for for agriculture, forestry, and natural resources. And in that role, you are the leader for all the the regional extension agents um, in that ag and natural resources forestry area. I guess it's a good time to kind of pause and and make sure that our listeners understand when we talk about um, those boots on the ground or those regional agents. In most cases, that's who the farmers and landowners of the state know and, and see as, as the face of extension, in addition to the, uh, to the specialists, certainly. But talk about, you know, your time in that role. What, what was the most challenging and rewarding part of that, that role, working with the regional extension agents? You know, I think, I think the most challenging part of that role was we had, uh, and still do today, we had nine program teams to manage 
and that was anywhere from food safety to agronomic crops to forages and livestock, commercial horticulture, our agribusiness team, uh, you know, nine teams all together, and of course the forestry natural resource team. So it was a very comprehensive, you know, folks that work in those various disciplines. And we had about, uh, and still do, uh, 60 some odd regional agents throughout the state that work across those areas uh, by region, anywhere from commercial hort, home grounds, uh, food safety, and many of you, I am sure, have, have interacted a lot with these folks. These are the folks, like Brian mentioned, that are the boots on the ground. Uh, they're the ones that, that are getting it done for us in that ag forestry natural resources arena throughout the state. Wonderful folks, and if you haven't met them, please seek them out and uh, try, to, try to build a relationship with, with each of them. And I know something, too, Mike, that we've talked about um, in the last several days and, and as you started this new role, it's, it's probably pretty obvious to, to a lot of people around the state. We've, we've seen a lot of changes in some of those spaces, and not even just the regional extension agents. We're seeing that with county extension coordinators. What is the best thing um, about those opportunities, too? And again, what would be your biggest concern as we've seen so much change? We've had a, a tremendous amount of uh, employees that have retired in the last couple of years. And honestly, it's been throughout the system. We've had a lot of regional agents, county coordinators, admin assistants, specialists throughout the board that, that have, have retired. And with that, we've lost a, just a valuable amount of experience statewide in all of these areas that we, that we cover. And so, you know, that, that brings a lot of concern, but at the same time, it brings opportunity for reloading with some new talent to really bring in some new energy, some new ideas, bringing that into the new digital age that we're working in today and uh, really advancing our programs. And in our relationships with Alpha, as well as a lot of other entities that are out there moving forward, these, these young folks will really get it done. And a lot of it will be, you know, moving forward in that virtual digital world that we're, that we're in today. Great. Well, let's pause now. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. We're back to continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Mike Phillips, the uh, new director of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. And, and Mike, I do want to pause here and say a little bit more about truly um, uh, excited and how we are looking forward to uh, to you serving in this role. We appreciate uh, the relationship that, that we have had with you since arriving with Extension almost three years ago. And, and we know your body of work. We know your communication. We know your, your passion and concern for, for agriculture, forestry, and natural resources and, and the related sciences to ag. And um, we, we look forward to, you know, continuing to work with you and, and support you and your, your team, your administrative team, uh, the rest of your staff, all the CECs, regional agents, specialists, just, just down the line. So we, we thank you, and I just want to, to express to you we value Extension as a, a critical partner, and we appreciate so much that relationship that Auburn University and Alabama A&M University bring together for the good 
of of our citizens, but especially farmers, foresters, and and landowners. Um, and and with that, as you as you've moved into this different role, and obviously you're going from a a focus completely on agriculture, forestry, natural resources to really a, a huge organization. I think a lot of people may not fully understand the breadth of extension and how much it covers and, and touches and the numbers of, of citizens. Um, what are some of the goals that you have for yourself for extension as a whole? Well, when when you look at extension as a as a an entire organization, we're about 700 strong. And we work across a lot of different areas, but the main core areas are 4-H, which really touches the lives of many youth throughout the state. Uh, currently, about 50,000 youth are engaged in the state of Alabama in 4-H activities. And the great thing about you know 4-H, I'll kind of interject in there, Mike, if you're talking just everyday Joe citizen, 4-H is what they're going to think about as it relates to extension. That's the most visible and popular program, I would say. Don't you agree? That's exactly right. It has touched a lot of lives for for many decades. It's also what really establishes career opportunities for a lot of youth in terms of what they do when they grow up and really pursue careers. Well, you know, talking about the pandemic, and I know maybe we're kind of all tired of talking about the pandemic, but we've we've seen a huge push from all aspects of uh of of the industry to find new ways to you know to to bring information to um clients and which are the taxpayers of Alabama um so talk a little bit about how has extension uniquely responded you know that Brian that's a great question and it was a challenge for us early on to be honest you know traditionally we do face to face programming and that's been our mindset. That's been what we've been great at for, for many, many years. And with the pandemic, it basically did what it did to everyone else in the country. And that was it basically made us homebound for a while or maybe even office bound and not able to get out very much. And luckily, some, some years back, we actually equipped our folks with a lot of the tools that were necessary to be excellent in terms of digital virtual delivery but we were sort of forced in a box that we didn't see coming until the pandemic came upon us. And when that big cloud blew up on us, you know, we had to switch gears pretty quickly and we moved rapidly into virtual delivery. That was through webinars, that was through podcasts, uh, that was through Q&A Fridays, for example. And in fact, uh, in the first eight or nine months, we had already exceeded over 4,000 programs that were virtually delivered. And so it's been really fantastic. You know, one of the things that 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 has done for us is we have reached people that we had never reached before because you have audiences in the virtual world that are looking for information that that are specific to that virtual world. And so now maintaining that client base moving forward will be really critical. Well, I have to say, you know, it didn't take long after the pandemic started and we were in the quarantine situation that it was easily noticed that a lot of extension agents and specialists pivoted pretty quickly. I mean, you could go on Facebook and you could see Facebook Live demonstrations or workshops by several extension personnel, and I, I think that was outstanding. The other thing I would say um, that that probably maybe grew out of the pandemic in a lot of ways really maybe um, is the same story for our Alabama AgCast. But if if we have listeners that are, are row crop farmers of any kind, I would encourage them to uh, to subscribe to the Alabama Crops podcast by Alabama Cooperative Extension. 
Um, that team is doing an outstanding job. I've really enjoyed that podcast, and I would encourage uh, everybody to check that out. So kudos to, to that team, Mike. That's a, that's a great uh, program. It started uh, three or four weeks ago. It will be very, very subject matter driven in a timely manner as we grow through the go through the crop season this year with all of our specialists as well as some of our regional agents. But uh, it will be very timely information and it's already caught on like wildfire and really, really a great program. I agree. Well, now as we're starting to return to quote normal, uh, more farm visits, face-to-face meetings, you know, starting to, to increase. What is your, your vision for the future of Alabama Cooperative Extension, Mike? You know, I think moving forward, because we've captured such an audience virtually, moving forward, part of that new programming will be will be virtual in some form or fashion. But we will also see that traditional going back to many face-to-face programs, whether it be in the human sciences area, the ag, forestry, natural resources area, even 4-H. Uh, we will be opening up the doors uh, at our 4-H center soon for summer camp. Last year we were, you know, in a situation where we couldn't have summer camp with the pandemic, but we're excited about opening all of that up this year. We're geared up for that, and that camp season will be right around the corner, and we're excited about that. That's great. And, you know, thinking of, uh, you know, something maybe kind of fun to end on, we're, we're talking a lot about, um, programming and, and that is wonderful but maybe to get a little bit more perspective about uh, Dr. Mike Phillips so what is the worst job you have ever had and what is something that you learned from that job that you believe that you still carry with you today and into this new role as director of Alabama Extension you know the way I would answer that is there is a lot of good and a lot of bad in this answer I had the opportunity to work for one of the greatest guys in the world I ever looked up to, and that was a veterinarian when I was an undergraduate. And he had a a large animal and a small animal practice uh, there and and needed some some assistance. And I worked for him part-time, but my major role was being there at 6 in the morning every day, cleaning out kennels before everybody else got there. And if you can imagine imagine what a kennel looks like with a lot of urine and a lot of torn up newspaper and a lot of uh, fecal material interwoven in the mesh of doors and so forth, uh, that was just a great opportunity for me at six in the morning about daybreak to really understand what life was all about. But at the same time, I had opportunities to do large animal calls with him, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, but, but what it did for me was it taught me that I did not want to be a veterinarian in life, but what it did teach me was a lot of those opportunities that had impacts on animal agriculture and grass-based agriculture that we do today, and that's what really drove a lot of my career, especially early on. So it was a bad job. It was a good job. It was working for a great guy that mentored me and provided leadership for me early on to, to really capture what I've I've molded myself into today. So uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Brian. That's a great story, too. I think we've all learned maybe more from those uh, jobs that weren't so much fun than than the ones that that we uh, really enjoy day to day. Um, You know, as we wrap up again, uh, Dr. Phillips, I just want to 
um, say that, you know, on behalf of our 67 county farmers federations that make up the Alabama Farmers Federation, uh, we're ready to, to move forward and, and work with uh, your your specialists and agents and all, all levels. So please call on us, encourage um, all of them um, to do the same, and we look forward to a, a thriving and, and, and better relationship than ever. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's a great opportunity for me to lead such a wonderful organization, and, and everything we do every day is about relationships and working with, with people, working with agencies, and, you know, we're unique in extension. We have a, we have a, a door front in every county of the state, and so that's really unique in the land-grant system that we work in, but it's a wonderful opportunity for me, and I really really look at you know i'm very excited about the opportunities in front of us well thanks again mike and again this is brian harden with uh the alabama farmers federation thank you for joining us for this week's alabama agcast and now your weekly agcast wrap-up thank you for joining us for today's wrap-up i'm carla hornady director of the soybean division for the Alabama Farmers Federation. While soybeans grown in the state and across the country can be used in a variety of ways, researchers continue to seek out additional uses. Dr. Brian Villa, director of Auburn's Forest Products Development Center, is one of our state's active researchers. He and his team have developed a soy flour substituted MDI resin and applied it principally to OSB, particle board, veneer, and medium density fiber board. Through a successful commercial trial at a Chronospan medium density fiber board facility, results revealed product properties improved, operations were unimpacted, and the cost of resin dropped substantially. Overall, their target soy flour substitution is 15% of resin, which is equivalent to 37 million bushels. Other project developments include a new soy based dust suppressant crafted through funding from the United Soybean Board and the North Dakota Soybean Council. It is now available for roads, construction sites, farms, and more. This creates a sustainable choice for communities to improve air quality for people, pets, livestock, and crops. Soybeans are and continue to be an influential crop in the state and country. Researchers continue to look for new innovative ways to utilize this crop. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash AgCast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.